0: 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present The Show
1: That Is Everything Oilers Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by
0: Digitex Office supplies at huge savings
1: Yeah, Digitex does that
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A On Oilers Radio 630 Ched. Welcome back everybody, Bob Stauffer, Brennan Escott with you. This is the second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. For the last eight years, they've been on board as title sponsor of Oilers Now. Alberta owned and operated. Digitex wishes you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, momentarily, we'll... Uh, go to the River Career Resort Casino hotline. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. You can also reach us on Twitter at Now. Me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Uh, Brendan Escott at Brendan with two Es, Escott with two Ts, and Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector at Sportsnet Spec. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry. Just before we go to Mr. Spector, we re-engage our text line. This text out of Edmonton. Bob, every NHL team has incorporated young guys into their D. They need to play the young guys and live with mistakes. The upside will outweigh the downside. It shouldn't be a choice of playing Chris Russell and Larson and sacrifice any chance of getting the puck out. It's not a both or non-answer. They go to extremes. All uh uh young guys... uh you know, all young guys that can move it, or conversely, uh, slower uh, veterans. Play both, like any uh, good team does. Hmm. All right, Mark. Uh, so, just very quickly. Here you go, uh, Bob. Uh, this spec just on on Ethan Bear. He had a tremendous year last year. Uh, got into training camp a little bit late. Uh, struggled a bit out of the gate, then really settled down, then unfortunately got hit in the side of the head with a puck. I think you'd agree with me. I mean, I don't know if any Oilers defenseman's look specifically good in these two games against Toronto, but he's probably not at the level, but he does, you know, he is under contract for two years at $2 million. Like, there's a lot of our listeners right now that are sitting there saying, Stoffer, just have Baron Bouchard here for sure to start, and then choose one of Barry or Larson. Now it's my theory, the addition of Barry has changed the complexion, the makeup of the D and allowed yeah. Edmonton to go on eleven and two run because the orders transition the puck better. Can you I'll be frank with you, Mark. If it was if I was uh the coach, I'd play four right shot D every game. I just live with the fact that there's gonna be some challenges with Bouchard over on the left side. And I'd probably have Lagus in it as well at this stage when he gets back in. And that said, you know a lot of people like Jones more than Laguson. I get that. What would you uh, would you would you consistently play for right shot D if it were up to you? Um,
1: I mean, I I think I, the short answer is yes because Bouchard's got to play. You know, Bouchard is at the point now where he's shown that he's ready to go in and play NHL hockey and again like a night like last night's a good example he wasn't great but he got that game under his belt and there's probably a mistake or two there he'll never make again or certainly not for a while so yes uh that is the first thing I'll say is Bouchard's got to play and if he's in your pecking order Bob I mean let's let's look at your right side Barry's got to play runs power play you like him um you know, Bear is, uh, look, at it. why aren't you playing Bear every single night, right? He led all rookies in ice time last year. There's a real good young player who's only going to improve. You've got to keep him. He's at a relatively good contract. Yep. And Adam Larson is your hard rock penalty killing defenseman whose contract is up this year. But, you know, I, you'll notice that in, in a month like February where he had a fabulous month, your team wins a lot of games, right? Yes. He's a good player. And he's a hard player. So there's three spots that we haven't talked about, Bouchard. So I guess the question you're asking me is, you know, do I feel it important enough to play Bouchard every night that I'll put him on the left side? I think the answer to that is yes, Bob.
0: All right, so the, the, well, this makes for a crappy uh, point counterpoint because because <laughs> we're both saying the same thing. So what well, are you
1: going to do with your left side here? You got way too many guys and way too many guys coming, right?
0: Yeah, you got you got nurse. You got nurse. Now here's the thing: you got two pending UFAs uh, next season, uh, Barry and Larson. Right. I, my guess is Barry's probably looking at this situation in Edmonton thinking it's a pretty good situation. I don't, I, you know, Mark, and this is part of the problem with Zoom. We don't have the opportunities like we had in the past to get a gut feel to, to pull a guy separately away from the other media to go, right? you know, you know what I mean? Like, where's your headspace at? Are you, you, because there's no way, realistically speaking, Defensemen get paid for numbers. That is the reality of the situation. Okay. Barry's going to put up points. He's going to be on the order's first unit power play. He's going to put up points. It's not going to hurt him in contract negotiation. Defensive defensemen are getting paid less than ever before. Travis Hammonick's a decent defenseman. He got 1.25 million with the, yeah. whatever it was, 1.5 of the Canucks. Um, what, you know, what do you, th- what, what sort of drop in pay? Does a guy like Adam Larson go from from four point one six or wherever he's at? How far does he go down to?
1: Realistic question, right? Very good question. You know, can you get Adam Larson for two and a half? Like that's a good question. Um, I think I think that's the number for him is somewhere between two and two and a half, in my opinion, um, for the minutes he plays. You know, I kind of balance guys off. Like, if I'm going to have Tyson Berry, who's a really good power play, offensive guy, but he doesn't kill penalties and he's, you know, defense isn't his strongest suit, I need to balance that off with a guy like Larson who's exactly the opposite, right? He doesn't play the power play, but he's a very strong defensively. He kills all the penalties, blocks all the shots. He's a valuable guy to the Oilers. However, you know, let's get into comparables, right? What's guys like Ham, you know, he he fact he compares well with Hamannick as a player, don't you think? Larson? He does yeah yeah yes he does yeah he does so you know if that's what the UFAs are getting <laughs> you know maybe like I say maybe he's got to settle for two million 1.9 1.8 you know I'm not his agent but hockey players aren't used to taking pay cuts when they become UFAs Bob I can tell you that but maybe they're gonna have to start
0: which brings us to the forwards oh for the record would you bring both Barry and uh Larson uh, back? Well, I got to figure out what I'm doing with all these players.
1: I got too many players, right? Too many defensemen here. You know, Darnell Nurse is playing on the left side for sure. Um, pretty quick here, Broberg playing on the left side for sure. Yep. You know, uh, I've got Caleb Jones on the left side. I got Lagesson on the left side, right? Sam Rukov's going to get here at some point. He's a lefty. You know, there's, there's just too many guys. I got four, we're talking about four right-side guys we just went through and four left-side guys. Four or five, you know, yeah. yeah. Four or five, if you count Sam Rukov. So there's too many guys. And at some point, you know, you t- you've got to take somebody and trade them. And you can trade a defenseman for a forward and probably do pretty well in that exchange, right? Hmm. So, you know, tell me. Uh, to me, it's one of the left-side guys that I'm going to move. Yeah, and uh, who's it going to be? You know, I guess that's what Kenny Hall gets
0: paid for. Absolutely. All right. Uh, (laughs) Speaking speaking of forwards and UFA, uh, Taylor Hall signed a one year deal with Buffalo. Yeah. Is he going to be in a position next year where he's going to be getting the Mike Hoffman deal?
1: Another one year deal. And at like less than eight million.
0: Considerably less than eight million. Yeah. Like, uh, that, that Buffalo team, Mark, I mean, we're frustrated watching the Oilers the last two games, but conceding Toronto's one of the best teams in the NHL and is really playing strong defensively. And the Oilers just came off a run of 11-2 and two hockey. But Buffalo can't score at all. I think I think uh, Hall's shooting percentage, I believe, is below 3% this season, which is a statistical anomaly. Skinner hasn't scored all year. Eichel can't score. Ralph Krueger's team is offensively more right now. And does that ha- end up having a collateral effect on a guy like Taylor in free agency?
1: Well, in f- yes. Like, at the, I think that they'll move him at the deadline. You right? do, eh? So, I do, sure. Why wouldn't you? You know, why wouldn't you? He's on a one-year deal. If you're not going to the playoffs if you're Buffalo, so you trade the asset. So, to me, Taylor Hall's going to get a second wind here and a second chance to go to a better team, you know, assuming it's obviously a good team's going to trade for him. And have a playoff run and he can erase the entire season in Buffalo with a really good playoff run with a team like fill in the blank, like a Colorado or somebody, right? He goes and scores seven playoff goals and people go, okay, that's the guy I'm looking at it in in the free agent market. So he'll get a second wind here. I believe when he gets traded at the deadline, I better do something with it because 8 million is going to turn into about four million or 3.5 pretty quick if he performs in the playoffs like he's performed thus far for the sabers
0: did you read anything yesterday because i'm going to ask you which position the Oilers need to spend on next year second line left wing okay theoretically assuming that new just on re-signed it on the top line so second line top six left wing sure Top, top six left wing third line center defense or goal did you read anything at all yesterday in Edmonton picking up Stalock? Uh,
1: no. I mean, to me, they pick up Stalock because they just need the third goalie here of okay. all the team. Look at your best goalie on this team now is a guy that's about to turn 39. Yeah. You better have a good number three, right? yep so that's all I read into that is that's a right now deal for me Staylock is okay. not a long-term future answer for anybody
0: in my opinion though, though he is under contract for another year mark it should be staying. he is so. yeah he is and that's you know that's okay okay um, so you got you got <laughs> lots of your own defense but I don't know if you really need to chase I mean darnell it,
1: I, it's funny no, they got enough of their own defensemen They don't need to chase defensemen if they're gonna they can if they're gonna sign Barry Bob they got their defense is they they got plenty coming they got enough here. there's a lot of yeah. other places to shop and work yes
0: right, and third like do you go second line win? Or top six wing, or third line center, because, or do you just give Taurus a chance to dig himself out here in the final thirty games of the year? Well, you you got to give him a chance
1: because he's on your team next year too, right? And right? he signed through next season, so you got to give Taurus a chance, and hopefully some miracle occurs, and the player that played in Nashville for the last three years in Edmonton for the you know first twenty four games turns into a better player. Right, I don't love the odds of that, but let's. You know, the orders are hoping that happens. To me, it's goaltending, Bob. Especially, you know, look at they've they've bit the bullet. They're going to go with his tandem this year. They get a lot of mileage out of these guys uh, last night, notwithstanding. To me, though, heading forward, you got to find a goalie. You can't. What are you going to do? Going to next year is your best goalie turns forty. <laughs> right, like I love what Mike Smith's doing, and I got a ton of respect for a guy his age doing what he's doing but i can't go to into next season and have him be my number one and let's face it he's the number one over cost you know we can't you can't I've, had, I've seen this game that last night's game how many times you watch that game bob
0: uh i last night's game i've tried to permanently erase from my uh, brain yeah after no, no, after no. i did i did the opening at twelve thirty. i i've seen that at, here's the thing I, I sense at times that Smith gives the Oilers a different degree of confidence than Koskinen, but the numbers would suggest otherwise. Last year, Koskinen had the seventh best expected yeah. whatever saves yeah. above yeah. right yeah. expected whatever the stat was. tell you what that's worth, Bobby.
1: It's worth what you saw last night and what you see every sixth start out of Koskinen. That's what these expected goals are worth. Right. Koskinen has got – he puts up some nice numbers. I've I've seen them all. And then he goes out in the game last night and gives you what he gave you. And I have watched that game, and so have you, Bob, you know, over the last two seasons. Uh, I I was, Mark,
0: Mark, here's, here's my frustration. I knew as soon as that second goal went in, that that was going to change the complexion of the night for Evan Bouchard after, okay? Of course. And I want to see Bouchard play. So now, and, and Jim Playfair went back to Bouchard and Bear and They made some plays in the second and third period. And no. by the way, and Smith was very good in goal. In the, cause he the was orders, very good. The orders were cheating for offense, and Smith made some stops. But I, I knew as soon as he gave in, gave up that second goal, that might cost Bouchard a chance in the lineup in the next game. As soon as he gave, it's all like, I'm like, would you I stop? The- I don't mind
1: Bouchard's play on that play. He he drives Nylander to the backhand,
0: so the goalie
1: knows there's no forehand. Stop the here. puck. Stop. There's no there's no forehand coming. It's going to be a backhand. And just make a save, right? And he doesn't yeah. make a save. So now there is a little issue of some genius signing him to a deal that pays him four and a half next year. Yeah. Right. There yeah. is a little issue there that that you know they're not like that's I guess no contracts untradeable, but uh, that is a huge issue. Koskinen makes four and a half next year.
0: The, the question so, is, how do you get the goalie? Do you spend it? Do you spend an asset to get it? Like you know, I brought up Mersliechkin's in the past from Columbus. Yeah. Is now is is. Is Caleb Jones something that the Blue Jackets would like to help entice Seth yeah. Jones to buy in long term? Because I'm hearing there's a degree of... Um not a lot of hap you know columbus is at times has had a very competitive team but they've also had some guys move in and out of that organization seth jones and zach warinski that's where the rubber hits the road for columbus because those guys are two terrific defensemen it's going to be you know like i i wonder about things like that right some people said you're wondering about this the wrong way, Stoffer. i'm like what yeah you should be thinking the other way could you convince seth jones in a year from now to come to edmonton as a free agent i'm like well you have nurse you have nurse who's playing twenty five minutes a game, who is part of your leadership core, who who, by the way, Spec, has taken two bridge deals. He's getting paid in the next deal. Okay? That's all yeah. there is to it. He's gonna yeah. get paid. So
1: No, no, listen, Ken Holland has huge payroll issues. If you know, do you wanna keep Nugent Hopkins here? Okay, that's you know, that's one thing. Uh, what about Larson? You know, do you want to keep Larson here? You might be able to shave some money off that 4.1 he's making, but you know, you do have nurse coming up. What about Barry, right? Do you want Barry to sign here? He's going to be more costly this next year than this year. Yeah. So there's some, you know, bringing in Seth Jones is an absolute and total pipe dream because he is always going to be a seven, $8 million guy. They don't have another one of those spots on their roster, Bob, unless you're moving Darnell nurse,
0: all right. You know, uh, this text comes a couple. Mark, uh, we'll get to some quick hitters with you. Uh, this text says, "All the goaltending in the world won't help a team putting up bagels night after night." Well, back to back nights they put up bagels. That's true. Well,
1: not night after night. They've had two dry games and they got two shutouts. Let's, you know, you want to talk night after night? Go back the last thirteen games. How they score? So sure. You're not going to goaltend your way out of get out of a shutout game. I understand that, but this isn't a team that, that has gone a long period of time without scoring. They've gone 120 minutes without scoring, Bob.
0: Uh, KDK is taking me to task for even asking the question about the four options. Laugh out loud, imagine thinking a third-line center could be a priority for the fifth year in a row. Top-pairing defense is the only thing the Oilers need to become a contender. It's clear as day. Rookies and young defenders won't fix this team's defensive issue. The Leafs just beat a decent Oilers team with Jack Campbell and Michael Hutchinson. Goaltending is a byproduct of team defense from KDK. What I would say, KDK, yep. is, well you know, heard. right right now KDK, Darnell Nurse is a top four NHL defenseman on the left side. He is. That's all there is to it. He's top in fact, four? He's, of course he is. He's, he's a top pairing defenseman right now, and a lot of the analytics guys think Ethan Bear is a top four defenseman right now, and I'm going to yeah. bet, Mark, I'm comfortable... It scares me a bit, Bob, but keep going. <laughs> okay i'm com- i believe that evan bouchard will be a top four nhl defenseman i'll i'll put my neck out on the line on that one and i'll okay. also put my neck on the line to say that philip roberg will turn out to be a top four defenseman as well okay. they have a, but there might be some growing pains along the way mr specter you know what i'm saying
1: well listen uh, young defensemen like sure but they've got guys coming they this is why how you run a proper organization you don't draft a guy and he just turns into Nick Lidstrom or, or you know a finished product. So sure, I like what's going on with their defense, Bob. Do they have a you know Drew Doughty in his prime? No, they don't. But they got all their bases covered after that. They've got their power play guy in Barry. They got a couple lockdown guys in in an older Larson, and I think Lagesson would be a you know he's. He would be a partner on the other side for for Larson long term, and they got a bunch of guys in the middle that can all move the puck and shoot it. I think they got a nice crew back there.
0: Uh, Dave Tippett saying uh, Cahoon was unfit to practice today. Didn't offer any details, according to Reed Wilkins on Twitter. On reuniting Rnh Trisetal Yamamoto, he says all options are open after being shut out two games in a row. Spec,
1: I'm gonna well, we put lead. them together at practice, Bob. Like I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to go here. Right here,
0: here we go. You get the final word. How alarmed and concerned should we be about the back-to-back shutout losses against Toronto? Not, alarm, fans?
1: not alarmed and concerned at all. It, I wrote today that, in fact, it's good news because we're 20 games into a 56-game season, and the orders just found out. You know when the best team in in their division plays their best game. This is where they stand. So they got 36 games or whatever it is, 32 games, to figure it out. They got a half a season plus, Bob, to to figure out and and know that we're got the road to the cups going through Toronto. I think that's fair when you're a Canadian team, and they just saw Toronto play some of the best hockey they played in. I'm going to tell you a couple seasons. So I think this was a very educational couple of days, and it's going to leave the Oilers a smarter team, if not a team with more points in the standings.
0: Mark Winnipeg has strength down the middle, and Montreal's got inexperienced center, but they've got some big D, and they've got a goaltender. If he can pull his game together, they're going to be tough to beat too.
1: Yeah, I think Winnipeg's a sleeper in all of this. I think Winnipeg's the team that gets the less credit for being a really good team than anybody. You know, their goalie's better than Montreal's goalie, right? Right, it's, right it's, now, it's, he everybody, is. Everybody talks Carey Price. Hellabuck's better. You know, uh, Winnipeg's goalie is better than what Edmonton's got. He's better than what uh, he's as good as what Toronto's got, if not better. And they're strong up the middle. I really, really think Winnipeg is going to be a force to be reckoned with here. I wouldn't want to play in the first round of playoffs. You want someone else to play them. You'd like Toronto to have to play them, and then one of them is going to be gone.
0: We have Tony Granato coming up at 135. Yeah. I brought. Do you have? Could you envision a scenario where Dylan Holloway finishes the regular season playing for the Edmonton Oilers?
1: Yeah, and you know, I think you got to clarify this, Bob. People say, you, I heard you—you know, you commented earlier that guys say he's got to go to the AHL. Uh, my first of all, the NCAA is a lot closer to the AHL uh, than is junior hockey in Canada. There's no 16-year-olds on the ice, right? Yep. In the NCAA, you're playing against men. You're playing against guys that are 22, 23. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is bring the kid here and play him a little bit. And if you know, I have no problem with that. The problem lies, Bob, when you try to force the guy that's not ready and you keep him here. Yeah. Right? Letting Poyarby play here as long as he played here is clearly was a, clear, a mistake that the Oilers made. They won't make that mistake with Holloway. Give them five games. Dave Tippett and, and Ken Holland, they're going to look down and say, either this guy's ready to compete and get better, or no, he's overmatched, he can't do it. That's fine. Let's find out at the
0: NHL level and take it from there. Good stuff, Mark. Thanks for your time. All right, Bobby. That is Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing, Alberta. Our province's horse racing and breeding industries introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties, employing Albertans caring for our horses, Horse Racing, Alberta. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, now a 10-time President's Award winner, for customer satisfaction. They treat you fairly when you buy vehicles. They offer fair prices on warranties, insurance coverage, and financing fees. They don't forget about you after you buy a vehicle there. they got terrific service departments as well. So let Uncle Bill, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. We will talk about Dylan Holloway with Wisconsin Badgers head coach, former NHL player and head coach, Tony Granato, after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers
1: Radio, 630 Chad.